right? Take two, because we originally had our recorded this episode, but it got lost in the file, so obviously we had to get the show off to a rough start. But welcome back to the Twenties podcast. Probably, I think it's the second ever I've done. I did one in Sanita years ago, but it's a lot easier now to make a podcast. I found this uh, cool platform, so we're going to give it a try. But I'd like to welcome in Curtis Reese, Equibus uh, Chart Caller here at Los Alamitos. And I didn't know we were just, uh, we're actually just a few months apart in age, right? I'm in April, and you're July. July. So we're both from 85. 85 was a good year. I think the Nintendo. Back to the future. I think in the Nintendo original NES was launched in '85, or it might have been '84. Yeah, I'm not sure. Huh. I had that one. I I got it as a present, but by then I think I was three years old or four years old, something like that. But '85 was a good year. Was it Back to the Future? I think Back to the Future was there, and I had a couple other big ones. I don't what, really. Was know. Rocky? I'm not sure. All right, let me. I'm not quick, sure. Quick Google but, right here. The I definitely had that original Nintendo. Uh huh. You had it as well. And everyone since. Okay. Big, uh, big into gaming. Oh, Rocky was way before. Wow, Rocky was in 1976. So that we were like, we were what nine years old? Yeah, we missed out. We, we, we were nine years. Uh, yeah, 1976, the original Rocky. So yeah. yeah, we were way behind that. Yeah. Rambo. Rambo was a Colts favorite as well. I don't remember what year it was going, but 85 was a good year. And uh, how long you been charcoaling here in Losana? Uh, about 11, 12 years now. Really? Uh, I started right out of high school. Okay. Uh, I graduated, and I, I worked the admissions downstairs for a little bit. And, Cut uh, your teeth? Yeah, I uh, was doing that a lot in the daytime, and then there was a job opening up here. He knew that I knew the, the comments and the program. Yeah, I just had to learn the computer side of it. Okay. And, and I came up and trained. That was when I was about 16. And, and they said, when I leave, you can you can step in. And, and finally, I, I got upstairs. And I've loved it ever since. It's a great job. I have the best seat in the house. Yeah, you do. It's a great view up here. A lot of people see my tweets when I tweet my location greater than your location. That's where I tweet from, from the press box here at Los Alamitos. Obviously, a lot of people know you from, uh, obviously, being the son of Chuck Trees. Uh, were, did you ever work in the barn with your dad? No, I, I was never back there, but I I was always here. Okay. You know, I, this is the only place yeah. I wanted to be. This mm-hmm. is where all my friends were. I'd come up even when we weren't racing, even when the harness was running. But I, I was never involved on on the backside. But I, I've got into owning some horses, some two year olds. We yeah. go to the sale every year, and uh, that's a big exciting thing to do. And and I just love this business. Yeah. I love the quarter horses. So anytime I can get involved, I do. So you knew you wanted to be involved some way, somehow. Same as me. I, you know, I grew up coming to the races here. I grew up in nearby Long Beach. Went to Wilson High School. Uh, where'd you go to high school? Uh, right here in Los Alamos. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, so we're both pretty much local kids. Uh, obviously, this is where we fell in love with quarter horse racing. Um, but I think once I was, we were talking about this uh, funny story. We actually knew each other before we knew each other because my father in law, as people know, Agapito. Delgadillo, he used to ride a lot for your dad, not only here in the nighttime, but also when your dad used to send a horse across town, Santa Ida or uh, Fairplex. But uh, I remember looking at an old Fairplex wind pedal, and I was like, there's Curtis. Like, so we, we were, we crossed paths before we actually officially met each other. So, uh, yeah, they, they used to be a good combo here for, for a lot of winners. Yeah, definitely. Uh, him and Agapito were a, a big team. 
Uh, that was even before the Baltazar Contreras yeah, days. But, mm-hmm. you know, I could remember going to, to Fairplex and, you know, I would see your wife and her family sitting yeah. there. They'd always be cheering on Agapito. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's pretty funny when you brought up that, that picture. It, around the racetrack, you don't really uh, realize who you run into or who you've known for a long time until later on. Yeah, it, it's funny. And I remember there was a there was a big um, – there was like a tangle coming out of the gate. And I think – Agapito's leg might have caught, uh, was it Maggie? Oh, yeah, Maggie? that was, uh, yeah. that was, was, was it your Maggie dad? Carter. Yeah, Maggie yeah. Carter. And I, I think it was one on one of your dad's holders, but it was, it was like a stumble out of the gate and like the, the reins of, I think Maggie caught Agapito's boot. And I think at the time Bob Starr was dating Maggie. Yeah. If I remember I believe so, yeah. And then, and Bob Starr jokingly after, you know, after everything was settled and, and, and they looked at, uh, they were like, "What'd you do to my girl?" Blah, blah, blah. So they were joking around after that. So I remember that that little uh, uh, little thing that happened. But man, uh, yeah, there's a, there's there's a lot of good wins for Agapito and, and Chuck Cruz back in the days here at Los Alamitos. But we're here up in the press box after the Friday night races here at Los Alamitos. We're gonna take a look at Saturday's program. But I was just checking my Twitter for my Twitter feed. This all this uh, talk chatter about. WWE Hall of Fame tonight? Yeah, they had the, the ceremony tonight. A uh, couple favors. Goldberg went in. Yeah, uh, Mark that, Henry. I don't know why Kid Rock went in. I mean, that, not, when I read that, I was like, this got to be a joke, right? I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I think just because of the he maybe had the Undertaker's theme there for a little bit. But, yeah, big weekend, uh, WrestleMania on Sunday. And I bring up wrestling because we grew up during the Attitude Era. We grew up during uh, the big, like the characters, The Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, NWO, um, the Latino World Order, uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Conan, uh, the big WCW and uh, Nitro uh, invasions, uh, D-Generation X. Yeah, the old Monday Night Wars. I mean, those were fun times. And I kind of lost touch maybe around high school. Uh, That's when I started getting playing more sports uh, and getting more into horse racing. And I kind of lost touch. And then over the last few years, I really haven't seen all those breakout stars that I feel like we had back in those days. Uh, I know you kept a little bit more up to, with it in the last few years. Is there any, like, real star, like, kind of like The Undertaker or anyone like that that stands out nowadays? I mean, the only one I could think of uh, since I stopped watching there in the 2000s and recently is probably John Cena. Yeah. He seems the one that's made his transgression into uh, a transition into, into film and he seems to be the hot guy right now trying to follow in the Rock's footsteps. Yeah. I think they have a little rivalry themselves. I think so. Yeah, he's starting to go that route. I mean, uh, he's Rock, not that bad of an actor. Uh, no, you got to go crazy. He's done a few movies. He's got a few credits under his belt. But, I mean, The Rock is a complete superstar. I mean, there's talk about him running for president in the future. He's like the hardest working man. Right? He's putting out a new movie like every two weeks. Yeah, he's like on every left or right. He's on every movie. So, yeah, you know, I kind of wish uh, – there, there will be more characters like that, but I just don't see it in the near future. Uh, you talked about how a lot of the new racers are, are kind of going with like real names instead of characters, and I think that's watering down the the, the whole uh, show of wrestling. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I was always drawn to the you know the bigger than life characters yeah. of it. You know, the Undertaker, yeah, Hulk Hogan. You know, those guys are Ultimate Warrior. They're just like real life superheroes, and I don't know. I, I, I guess that didn't, uh, you know, resonate with people today. Uh-huh. So they went to the to their real names all, but yeah, I don't see them have 
you know, gaining a big following like anyone had before. No, and, uh, you know, to touch on that, like, when I created my Twitter, I went with Lost Ponies because I wanted a little Latin flair to it, so I did Lowe's and Ponies because mainly I was just going to talk about racing. Uh, but you went with Hitman. Is that because uh, the best there is, the best there ever was, the that, best there ever will be? That's him, Brett the Hitman Hart. He's my favorite of all time, you know, the, the greatest Canadian to ever live. I mean, with those glasses, he looks so cool just coming out. You wanted a pair of those yeah, glasses I, so, I bad. so bad. You wanted to come over so there bad. and you wanted him to just put those things, mm -hmm. wrap them right around your yeah. head. But yeah, that, that's where it came from. And, and I didn't really think I was going to be tweeting that much. So when I put it out there, uh -huh. yeah, I wasn't really thinking. But then I, you know, found all the people that follow Love Sal and actually yeah. want to talk about it. So then I started tweeting a lot more when, when I saw there's people out there that are interested in our product and, and they want to talk about it. What are, the whole thing about that, the, the, the screw job, I mean, that's... That's been like now like a myth. People went from like it was total real to like nah, it's total fake. Uh, it was a setup. What do it, you think? I mean, I personally, I think it's real. Me too. I mean, it's still a sore subject for, it, for any Bret Hart fan. It was a real grudge between there. Like, so I, I'm the, I, I think it was real. Definitely. I mean, I, I know uh, he hated Shawn Michaels. Yes. I, I still won't watch their their WrestleMania match they had here at the the pond. When, when he lost to Shawn Michaels, he lost the title. I, I refuse to watch it uh, to this day. <laughs> have but, you, well, but have you watched it? Never. Never? Never. I, I refuse to watch it. Wow. I won't. And my friends went, and supposedly they had a ticket for me that day, but I was coming to the races oh, because okay. it was on a Sunday. Okay. So I was like, no, I got to go to Los Al. I can't go. And, <laughs> and I'm sure glad I did because I would have been pretty mad walking wow. out of there. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's one of the other figures that – I mean, those characters, those uh, – that's what made obviously we we knew racing you know uh, it was fake and entertaining but you just liked the, the the characters around it but I mean the entrance like the Undertaker he, I think he's the best entrance in all of wrestling for me his entrance was like whenever you hear those bells and everything goes dark I mean yeah I can remember when they would have it at the Long Beach Convention Center you know before they had Raw yeah, and SmackDown yeah. you know everything that was on TV and uh, my mom would buy me tickets and she would. Uh, by him, so my uncle could take me. Okay. And I can remember, you know, him putting me up on his shoulders, and the Undertaker coming by, Woo. and I was just like, "You can't." That's the coolest guy. Yeah. Yeah, you can't uh, get another experience like that anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So that's fun. And I hear there's rumors he might be wrestling in WrestleMania. I think he's fighting John Cena. I, oh. I think he's going to have another match. Everybody thought he was retired, but yeah. uh, he's back at it for one more time. Because I remember correctly, last time he wrestled, like he, he dropped his whole gear in the middle of the ring and it made it appear that that yeah. might have been it. Yeah, that so. was supposed to be the old mic drop for him and, and uh -huh. walk out. Well, we'll see. So that's a little bit of wrestling talk for you guys. And, uh, you know, we'll get a little bit more into other stuff. But quickly, let's wrap up the El Primero and La Primera, which were last weekend. Uh, April Look Lady. Uh, crushed in the La Primera. Yeah, one pretty easy. Pretty easy there. And yeah. the Chris Odell, the barn keeps going on a roll. Uh, but let's talk about KB and Corona and the El Primero. Yankee hitting out the best of starts and immediately was kind of cut off and just lost his path. But KB and uh, undefeated, eighth rate. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, he's all class, that horse. He tries every time. And, you know, draw, being drawn right there with, with Yankee. We thought maybe they would hook up and, yeah. and, and have a pretty good battle, but Yankee just missed the start and got shuffled back. And, and KVN Corona, he, he just kept going, made another 8 for 8. And the more I thought about leading up to post of the race, I started thinking about the tactics, and I was like, either one of them is going to win and one of them is going to finish off the board. 
although we wanted to see a good matchup duel by duel, but if you all break your main rival, wouldn't you want to just take over the path and just win the race? Definitely. I mean, if, if you're going to be race riding and anytime you can get a, a little slight advantage, especially when the money's on the yes. line, you, you got to come over. And he was well clear mm -hmm. you know, yeah. of, of Yankee anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's not like there was any, no, no. any bad intentions there, but you definitely got to cross over and, and then he went on with it from there. And that was that. So, KV and Corona, uh, from what I hear, the connections, talked to uh, our very own Professor G. They told him they're going to take him down to the mountain. They're heading to Redoso with KV and Corona. It's definitely a big risk. Uh, you know, there's way more trials when you're, when you're going in for those derbies over there. Yeah, definitely there's the medication changes yeah. that, you know, that go on over there. We And they're trying to clean things up in, in Redoso as well. They've, they've, uh, really stepped it up on there and trying to follow uh, Doc Allred, but it was definitely, yeah, deal with the weather. It's definitely yes. tougher there. Uh, way more trials and never know. It's just got to be luck of the draw. Yeah, I had the, the opportunity to go down to Redoso uh, for, I believe, if I remember correctly, 2015 uh, All-American Weekend. It's a great experience. If you're a Quarter Wars fan and you ever want to make it out there, you need to make it out to the mountain if you ever got a, a chance. It's, a, it's the complete town just gets transformed into the racing scene. Everybody's there is for the races. So it'll be fun. It'll hopefully, uh, KV and Corona does well over there at the mountain. But let's take a look at uh, Saturday's program, uh, A-Race program. And the cool story about it is that we have our very first baby race over the year on, on Saturday evening. Uh, that's going to come there. And I think it's going to be a fun season of two-year-olds. Uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing maybe some new connections uh, and uh, that's going to begin with Saturday, April 7th. So race number one can be four and a half furlongs. Uh, thoroughbreds, conditional claimers, uh, $2,500 is the claiming price. Three-year-olds and up, which have never won two races. Um, and we're going to kick off the race here with uh, Chuck Kreese, your dad, the favorite, Bucky Golson. I think this horse was a tough beat last time out. Just missed by a neck. Gets out cleanly. Should win. Uh, it's going to be a tough field here. Uh, what do you like? Yeah, I went with the number two uh, just because he was closing so well on a wet, fast track last time. That's it's really tough Speed to do favoring, here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to be on the lead here at Los Al, and once they seal that track, I mean, it's double tough for anybody to come from off yeah. the pace. I also like Pierre's getting the board, and uh, he gets that weight break this time with the allowance. So if he can just stay a little closer, I think he can be double tough. Yeah, as far as, as speed there, love your life there. The three horse comes out of a victory there. Four to one on the morning line. I'm thinking the six could show speed. Excuse me, the six could show speed here from the outside. Let's go three. Uh, this one got a little bump there out of the start. I think it could have finished much better. Uh, you know, if anyone could show speed, I think it's a six on the outside. But it's gonna be tough to beat the two. The two can can repeat that effort. That was a very good second there. Uh, you know, if I was, you know, if I'm building my pick four, I'm probably gonna go just two six here to kick it off. Yeah, I thought the six was the main contender there. Uh, he seemed to be the speed along with the three, but the three I, I don't think can stay up with the no. six. Uh, last time was, was the first time he showed speed in, in many, many starts. and I think uh, Jalisco three is way better. You talked about that bad start last time out. You know, if he can get out, I think he can definitely clear the three and, and hopefully he can hold off Bucky Goldstein there. Yeah, the one's dropping in class clearly there, four to one. That one you got to go four starts back to, to the victory back in January as the second choice. Um, so that's probably the main contenders there, but I'll probably just go too deep here with the two. And the sixth race, number two, four and a half, 
condition claimers, thoroughbreds, three-year-olds, and up, which have number one, two races. Uh, morning Light favorite is going to be three, Quantum Force. I gave the check mark to, to a price runner here. I, I think it's a race where, where we can uh, maybe find a little bit of a price. I'm going to the sixth, Sakab. Uh, back class, outside draw, has some speed in a field that doesn't have a ton of speed. Um, maybe the six can clear, but uh, I thought it was a tricky field. I'm going with the six there as my top choice at six to one. Yeah, I thought we could maybe get a price here, but I went with the number two, Gambler's Wish for Kelly Castaneda. I thought this horse had two pretty bad starts you know, in a row after being claimed three outs back and has a weight break here. And I like that this horse has a lot of pass speed and there's doesn't seem to be a whole lot of early speed in here. Yeah, I know you like Sakab to get to the front and probably the five, but uh, if, if he can go back to those earlier races along with the weight break, you know, I'm hoping he can have a nice little price here. He's eight to one morning. Line. Yeah, that's going to be a good price there on Kelly Castaneda, who's having a good season. Cesar Franco, the apprentice, you're going to get some apprentice weight break there, riding at 113. Uh, I thought the, the five was a game victory last time out, time to get ahead. Uh, dueled. And put the put a full away and, and finish home there nicely in fifty one and four, uh, and he's been consistent, you know, out of the last few starts. Uh, what do you think of the five there? Yeah, like you said, the horse is pretty game. That last out, he was dueling the whole way from the outside. I mean, he just was all game down the stretch and put that horse away by half a length there. Uh, two outs ago, uh, he clipped heels and lost the rider there, but you know he bounced back, you know, pretty well. Uh, he's definitely going to be. You know, a, a horse you have to you have to fight with here. I don't, I'm hoping that maybe somebody can put a little pressure here. Yeah. Somebody puts uh, picks up the pieces. But, you know, but yeah, you know, I I think he'll be double tough. But I'm hoping that you know the six or the two we can get those home. Yeah, I think it's a tricky field. I've been chasing the one so last time in a few starts. <sighs> Man, you know when I when I jump on these horses, I probably win. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm thinking I'm probably gonna use just because I've been chasing that horse so much, but. It's going to be a tricky field there, race number two. Race number three, going to go quarter horses and thoroughbreds there, going 870 yards. Uh, there's only one quarter horse here in the field, and that'll be the two horse, Jasmine Poos, who showed good speed there, going 870. Uh, it's probably going to show that speed again against this field. Your morning line choice is going to be the one horse, Holly Cat, well beaten second there last time out. And the winner, Princess Friend, returned to win on Friday night there. Uh, again, so maybe that one's coming out of a good race, but I'm going to ride with the quarter horse speed here. Just, we, you've just been pushed. It's a tricky field, but I give the two the check mark. I think the main threat is a five tribute to Oscar. Yeah, I thought this was the deepest race in the pick four sequence, in the early pick four. Uh, I like the five uh, just because it's the second time here at Los Al. They usually uh, need to get used to the early speed mm -hmm. here, but you know he stayed two lengths but right off the pace there. And he finished pretty nicely. He only lost by, by half a length. Uh, I really don't like the quarter horses anymore in the 870s. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago, I, I would have been all oh, quarter no horses way, right? all the time. You know? Whenever you see like like a snowbound, a trace of breeding there, you, those are the ones that, that are really key on. But, you know, we've had a few here throughout the year, and sometimes you can get a price. But, yeah, it's really it's, it's more about the thoroughbreds here going 870 nowadays. Yeah, when you see like the snowbound breeding, like you said, uh, you know, Bound to Bed is one of the mm -hmm. legit quarter horses around yeah. the turn. Uh, Caruli, yeah. or uh, Mike Capullo yeah. is, is a really good horse uh, th that we like now going around the hook. But uh, for the most part, I just don't think they have the stamina that they used to. That's why I, I went with the five in first and the one in second, Holly Cat along the rail. Yeah, and I'm probably just going to go too deep here. 
with the two and the five uh, speed of the quarter horse and the second time locally for the five tribute to cash. There's four runners between two to one and four to one. So that tells you how competitive this, this field looks on paper. So that's race number three. That also begins the pick six. Race number four, uh, another 870 yard event for quarter horses and thoroughbreds. And this is where I really think, uh, well, the claiming price $10,000. Um, and this is where I really think your dad has the upper hand. Cal Caligacci's absolutely crushed last time out and looked good doing it. Uh, and I just like the, I think I made this horse. Well, actually, yeah, that night I remember I hit the pick six. I gave out a winning pick six ticket on there. And this was one of my two singles that night. And this horse just crushed. And I was keying off of that big burst of speed. This one showed two starts back from like the middle part going into the turn. Just a burst of acceleration that this horse repeated it. Uh, in that uh, March 4th effort, and he just crushed. And I think he just looks too tough once again here. Yeah, if you're a thoroughbred going in these uh, 870s, and that's a huge move you can make yeah. is collaring those quarter horses going into the turn. And this horse just really accelerates in there. That's that's why I really like her. Uh, I think uh, he's found a pretty good distance here at 870. Should have won three out of four, but two outs back, was carried wide around the turn there by the horse that was on the lead, started lugging out. So I think it should have been two in a row there, but I think this is definitely going to be my single in the pick four. Yeah, and uh, do, do people uh, joke with you, oh, you, you should have known your dad had that horse going good, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, yeah. All the time, right? You must hear it. when they Like, he wins yeah. at a price. They're like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, they, they think it's like uh, my retirement fund, <laughs> yeah. you know. I, I have to tell them, you know, I'm still working, you know. Every now and then he'll say he likes a horse, yeah. mm -hmm. but whenever I ask him, he'll say, you know, I, oh yeah, we don't saddle up to run second, you know, <laughs> but one time he did give me a horse, but it, it wasn't even his horse. It, it was <laughs> a Cesar Dominguez horse Wait. of all people. Wait, was this a thoroughbred or a quarter horse? Yeah, it was a thoroughbred okay. at Santa Anita. He called me up one day and he said, hey, I got a horse for you. Ooh. And I was like, oh my he's God. Licking he, your chops. Yeah. He's, he's got something live over there. And I look and it was Cesar Dominguez. I'm, the horse still won. Okay. But uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But when it comes to his horses, you know, he, he keeps everything pretty pretty close to the chest. And and uh, But this two horse, I think, is the real deal here. She she likes the 870 distance. You know, making a little step up in class, but, you know, that that last time uh, out was, was pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is most definitely going to be my early pick four single in race number four. The main thread, I probably, you know, you're asking me, I think that one big energy could, could pick up the pieces there from the inside post. It has enough speed to stay close and, and maybe uh, pick up the pieces there. But I think it's all about the two. If the two breaks, it should be all over. Uh, top three picks for me will be two, one, four, but definitely I would give the two the push as the pick four single. Anyone yeah. worries you here? Uh, I like the, the four. It doesn't really worry me, but I think it, it has a chance uh, mm -hmm. to get in there for the exacta. Uh, ran right behind Cal Cali Gauchi's last time. And I think if, if the two crosses over on the one and puts them away early, uh, maybe it can just be two four like it was last race. Yeah, so that brings us to the middle part of the card. And let's touch back on base on, on your dad's horses. Uh, I know you're, you get a, a little piece of maybe a quarter horse or two every year uh, you're involved in a little partnership to maybe grab a piece of a, of a two-year-old. Uh, ha has quarter horse racing always been uh, like your go-to thing? Like uh, you always uh, knew you, you, you love horse racing, but 
obviously is quarter horses more your strong suit yeah definitely uh you know i just like the speed i, I like yeah. i like the intensity away from the gate um you know I, i'll handicap thoroughbreds mm -hmm. you know my dad's made a living off yes. of thoroughbreds <laughs> here so it's not like like i hate thoroughbreds but definitely uh quarter horses are, are are my passion i follow them all around the country you know sam houston remington you know everything rio Doso, all yeah. those tracks you know i stay on top of so yeah, the quarter horses—they're my game. Yeah, and I remember when we first—I first started tweeting. All—all all I would tweet was Los Al because that's—I would work or go to school, whatever. And at nighttime, you know, Los Al was my thing. So I would always tweet Los Al even before I started working in the industry. Uh, Los Al has been my my go-to track to, to handicap and bet, and this is obviously where we fell in love with quarter horse racing. But you know, being involved in Twitter has actually been pretty cool because. You know, we just think we're, it's a small niche of people just that, that enjoy Los Al or quarter horse racing in general. But, you know, through Twitter, I've met people that love Los Al, like in Canada, in New York, in Mexico. I've Definitely. got people tweeting at me from Venezuela. Could he like? Uh, so it's been pretty cool to be involved in and see that there's a lot of people across the world that love Los Al and quarter horse racing. Yeah, you definitely get to talk to people uh who are big into low style, both just as fans and handicapping wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can meet some sharp people that, you know, they're watching all the replays and mm -hmm. they're watching all the works and, yeah. and, you know, they'll, you can start discussing with it and they'll tell you some stuff maybe you missed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it when I first got on there. Yeah. That, that there was a low style crew. Yes. I, was, I thought, I, I thought I knew the only low style <laughs> crew. Though. Hashtag low style crew. Yeah, yeah. Me and my buddies that were down in the arcade, I thought we were yeah. the only low yeah. style crew around, but no, there's definitely got a little following around. I mean, Ed and, and Les are the most respected handicappers yes. in the game. Mm -hmm. They have a following around. So, yeah, everybody's out there. It's, it's fun to meet them. And a uh, good thing to know, uh, Ed was the first one that got me on air, like, I want to say four or five years ago, even more. Uh, he invited me to do a little handicapping seminar before the races. Uh, he had both you and I. Remember that? Yeah, I for the champion of champions. Yeah, what was this, like 2000? 11, 12? Oh, I remember it was Cold Cash and El Aguila Real. So, yeah, so we're probably 2012 around there. Yeah, so this was five, six years ago, seven years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Uh, but, yeah, the, you know, to all the people that, that are uh, on a nightly basis tweeting about Los Al, uh, it's been some uh, fun fans uh, to meet uh, across the country and across the world through Twitter. So, Let's take a look at race number five, the start of the late pick four. Um, I thought it was a better field. I went to, to the two-test point. Uh, I thought it was a game second there uh, in a fast race of 51-1. and one. Uh, The winner, Battlejet, returned to win, and also the third-place finisher, Love Your Life, returned to win. Uh, Juan Sanchez jumps back aboard. Uh, I think this horse won't be too far back off the pace. There's not a ton of speed in this field. I think the two with a clean start could, could be right in the mix of things early on. Yeah, I went with the five, my secret affair, but uh, I see what you're saying. And to his point, he's drawn between uh, two pretty slow horses. Yeah. If he can show some of that pass speed, definitely could be tough. But I'm hoping he breaks just a, a tad behind the five. Uh, it looked like Edgar Paris woke this horse up last time with a weight break. Mm -hmm. uh, finished willingly along the rail there. Two battled yet. So I'm hoping uh, he doesn't have too much trouble there. I'm hoping the six doesn't pressure him. The two doesn't pressure him. Hopefully he can go on with it. Yeah, I think the five is the main threat there. Two, five, six are my top three picks. But in the pick four, I'm probably just going to use two and five. because I feel the six has got a great trip last time out. Uh, was just there chasing the speed, had a target. Just couldn't get the job done. 
uh, I just really can't see this one getting that kind of perfect scenario trip against these these foes. So I'm probably just going to go two five here to start race five. Yeah, the six had I think that was it race it was going to win last mm -hmm. time yeah it was a, a little wide but i mean it bid was only you know half a length behind there and just couldn't get the job done so i think two and five would be pretty safe yeah that's going to be race number five four and a half furlongs race number six is going to be the first quarter horde event of the evening we got uh maiden claimers five thousand dollars is the claiming price they're going to go 300 yards um i like the way the four finished up last time out there going 330 uh, finished second, just a nose in front of fellow rival Harlan County, who's a six horse tonight. Obviously, the two is be quiet as a horse to beat. I give the slight check mark to the four, but uh, definitely a two look, looks tough with a class draw. Yeah, be quiet. Uh, had a bunch of troubled trips at the start. Yeah. I mean, just can't really get away from there cleanly. Uh, switches to Cesar de Alba. I mean, he's riding phenomenal right now. They cut their claiming price in half. It looks like they're just trying to get a win, mm -hmm. maybe get this horse claimed. Uh, I hear you with the four, Crystal. I like the way that horse finished last time. And uh, Zamudio right now, uh, off 45 days, second time, he's 32%. Yeah. So uh, that yeah. horse looks to be double tough also. Yeah, that that that, that point is, uh, is hitting all cylinders. Um, six, Harlan County was out finished but the, by the four, but that wasn't a bad effort uh, off of the layoff there. Uh, could definitely improve. And look, I mean, if you're talking about hot barns, uh, there might be no one hotter on the grounds at Chris Odell. No, I mean, he's got a limited amount of starters when you think about it compared to, you know, Paul Jones or Jose Flores. And, and he's right up there. He's hitting a 34% right now. And he's up there in the, the top of the leaderboard. I mean, everything he throws out there is winning. Yeah, you got to respect everything that Chris Odell barn is, is throwing out there. Uh, two five, I mean, two four two for me. Uh, I'm probably just going to use those two in the pick four. Uh, the six is obviously a contender, but uh, 300 yards, maiden claimers, four and two for me. Race seven, the first two-year-old, the first baby race of the year. Field of eight, uh, we got the usual suspects. As far as Barnes go, we got Scott Willoughby, Paul Jones, uh, Jose Flores, Felix Gonzalez, and uh, it's nice to see uh, Mike Robbins, Reliance Ranches. Uh, I feel like they're going to have a uh, some good two-year-olds this coming year, and they're going to, right off the bat, unleash uh, Conquering Mary there, who posted a bullet drill on the 20th of March in 1220. Uh, what did you like about that runner? I just like that this horse seems pretty determined in both of her works. Uh, worked with a really nice horse in the second worst, uh, SC Coronada, mm -hmm. and that horse, is, I think, is going to be a pretty highly regarded runner and uh, running that, Sunday that night. horse enters Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. Yes. Yeah, and... I, she finished well between horses. I think that's another thing yeah. that can be pretty scary for two-year-olds is, yeah. is running between. But uh, just finished out really nicely, and uh, I'm looking for that one to fire. Uh, Mike Robbins is pretty good first time with two-year-olds, so that, that'd be my check mark here in the seventh. Now, the you know my check mark went to the three legally hot. Uh, I thought this horse showed good improvement for the first row to the second row. I like the way uh, she broke broke well. And it was in hand, but responded well when, when the jockey asked uh, a few times. Uh, I like the, the energy crossing the wire was in her tight hold. Obviously, the drills are at 220, the race being at, at 300. I think they're really going to let her run. So, uh, Roberto Dominguez not really known for getting them cranked up, ready to go right off the bat. So, I like the way this three horse looked. Obviously, the five, Hamilton for Paul Jones, working in 1230 there in the latest workout on the 24th of March. 
and it's 72 in the morning line. It's going to take some play. Uh, do you make anything of uh, Ayala riding the, the five instead of the two? Yeah, I definitely think uh, Ayala thinks uh, this horse has a little bit more talent than the two. Um, he came in some early there and, and finished well, one by a head, and wasn't really asked. But I, like I said with SC Coronada on, on Sunday, it's mm -hmm. kind of the same scenario where – So Ayala's on SC Coronada, right? Yeah, where yeah. he, he – uh, actually chose the Mike Robbins over Paul Jones. And, you know, Paul Jones is the most powerful barn here uh, in his first call. So so if he's riding for him, you know, it's got to be pretty good. But if he's taken off, that means that horse has got to be pretty live. Yeah, and as a maybe a little bit of a price, I would look to the one still Thor there uh, for Jimmy Glenn and Ulysses Gomez. That 12.50 drove on the 24th of March. That was okay. Hand right there in 12.50. That the horse was, could, could improve and show much run. So, Maybe that that would be a good price to include in your exotics. But to touch back on 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 these drills, sometimes we we get too much into our heads. <laughs> you know, sometimes we 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 might look too much into who's oh, why is this rider rider riding this horse instead of that one, or why is he jumping off the barn? Um, in the mornings, I know you know when we look at workouts. Do you try to see which rider is up on the horses when the workouts? Definitely. Uh Two, three years ago, I knew every rider that, that yeah. was going in the works. Mm -hmm. And you could really tell them that when they entered at night, you could say, okay, this guy stuck with this yeah. one or he jumped to this horse. Because in the mornings, you can you can see the workouts. And you can actually, you know, if you're listening right now, you can watch all these videos yourself, uh, the workouts at losalamitos.com. It's a great resource. You can just uh, search by date and, and look at the names and the barns and click on, on the workouts and, and watch them yourself. But, um, yeah, it, it sometimes – we know the mannerisms of jockeys, how they look in the saddle. So sometimes if they're wearing a big jacket or in a big uh, hoodie or whatever, you're like, who is that? Who is that? But yeah. I think for, for the most part, off the top, like immediately I can tell you if it's Caesar riding or if it's maybe Ayala riding mm -hmm. or maybe Ulysses Gomez riding. Uh, those are probably the top three riders right off the bat that I could tell you just by looking at them. But once other, outside of that, you I, it's really a guessing game. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they kind of have similar styles. Yeah. Like you said, Caesar's pretty got a, a distinguishable style. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses, because they came from thoroughbred backgrounds. Uh, but Ramon Sanchez back in the day, you mm -hmm. know, he used to have probably the best style. Yeah. Um, so so you could, I could pick him out instantly. But, uh, yeah, there's just uh, been kind of an overhaul in the jockey colony lately. So it's been harder to pick those out. Maybe it's better for me because – you Maybe know, like we you don't said, get in our heads. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to read between the lines yeah, too much yeah, too instead much. of just watching the work. But uh, definitely, anything you can pick up from those works when you're watching them is to your advantage. Because sometimes, you know, uh, a jockey might might be committed to ride that specific barn all the rate all the horses for that night or whatever it might be. So he might have to drop a, a mount from another barn because he's committed for that for that night for that barn. So uh, sometimes we like to read too too much in, t in between the lines, but. I think it's definitely a good uh, a good uh, scenario to look at in the mornings. Who's riding who? Maybe a, a jockey's riding a specific uh, worker. So I'll be race number seven, the first two-year-old baby of the year. We got uh, Scott Willoughby has two runners. Paul Jones uh, has one. Jose Flores has one. Uh, Jimmy Glenn, the other one. Mike Robbins and Felix Gonzalez. And, and, you know, we're talking about the riders. Look at the riders riding. Ulysses Goldman. Gomez, Oscar Pinado, Jonathan Roman, Carlos Huerta, Jesus Ayala, Cesar Franco, Erasmo Gasca, and Chris Mendes. So other than Ayala, Huerta, and Mendes, 
uh, all the other riders have been kind of on and off, on and off quarter horses. They're they're they have been ridden consistently. So we're gonna get a we're gonna start to see a, a lot of new uh, riders picking up a lot of new mounts. I think. Yeah, I mean, until a couple of years ago, we never even heard of uh, Ayala before. Yeah, exactly. And now here he comes in and instant impact. Rider. Yeah, I mean, the guys just could get horses away from the gate oh, so well. He's so he, polished. You know, starts winning a ton of races and. And he's really made an impact here. But, yeah, so you never know who's going to pop up and be the next big rider. Yeah, and Carlos Huerta back riding for the barn of Scott Willoughby and Ed Allred. Uh, they're definitely going to pick up a few wins along the year. So I'm on the three, Legally Hot. You're on the two, Conquering Marie. That's the first baby race of the year here at Los Alamitos. And race number eight is going to round out the card. The Mini Rock Overnight Handicap Compact Field of Six. And uh, what a story. Designed by Dynasty. By FTD Dynasty out of the out of the terrific mare, uh, terrific energy mare, and uh, she won the terrific energy handicap last time out, crushed at almost seven to one there under Rodner and Casio in 1740. If she repeats that effort, it's lights out. Yeah, definitely. This horse was always a pretty good horse before yeah. that, but since being privately purchased here, I mean, just came out of the gates there. Um, 1740 just a, a pretty good time now yeah. you know for going 350 uh wins the race in the name of her dam so i mean it's kind of a storybook race there but yeah definitely you know was a was a 360 for this horse is is a pretty eye-catching performance yeah that looked good if she could repeat that effort and gets out of the gate everybody's going to be running for a second but you got to respect uh, the full horse draw finders jesse here with john cooper who was the favorite in that terrific energy handicap on the third of march but didn't get out of the gate all that well and didn't look like herself. I wouldn't hold that race uh, too much against her. I think you got to respect her. Yeah, she just kind of looked flat in that race. But, I mean, if you just draw a line through that one, this horse would be double tough. It was always right there. Emerged as, as probably the best mare on the grounds. But, you know, if you can just excuse that last one, she'll be right there. I, I think another horse, if you want to just throw in one for a price, uh, probably tough to figure. Yes. They're on the outside. Mm -hmm. Uh just another hard knocking filly. Uh, always tries hard. You know, Ayala climbed aboard and uh, ran a really nice 300 time. It, although it was uh, a wet fast track that night, you know, it got bumped at the start, but finished very well as usual. Yeah, she's uh, my second choice on, on my numbers. I got three, six, four. That's my top three in this race. So yeah, definitely the six will be probably the the upset and the price horse. Four to one the morning on the outside. Look good winning that allowance. Was over a wet track, but I'll, you know this. She's been ultra consistent. She's had some tough beats. Second by a nose, second by a nose, second by a nose, third by a neck, second by a head. I mean, she she should easily have at least two or three more wins under her 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 belt. She draws a good outside post. If the, anyone else, if they make a mistake along the inside, I think definitely the six is is a, a good price to use. Uh, the one just hawk now in the barn of Jesus Nunez. Jesus Nunez now appears to be taking over the runners for EG High Desert Farms, and that one finished second behind designs by Dynasty in the Terrific Energy. Yeah, if this horse gets away from the gate, it, it's always pretty tough, but you know, the horse is kind of in and out, you, you know, can not really be consistent at yeah. times. It, right when you think this horse is really going to put it together, uh, doesn't really get up and, and finish the job. Uh, lost that last race uh, to Designs by Dynasty, but did uh, outfinish Hooting for Hot Lips and Strawfinders Jesse. Uh, draws along the rail, though, but uh, we'll see how Jesus Nunez can get off to a good start with EGI. Yeah, we'll see uh, if they get off to off and rolling. Jesus Nunez, we 
We've seen he's got a big barn of thoroughbreds. Now he's going to get a big barn of quarter horses, and we'll see how he does. So that's going to be the mini rock overnight handicap. And talking about Jesus Nunez, and I'm looking here on my screen. I was looking. The Angels are on a row, and I, I haven't seen his. I mean, every time I used to see Jesus Nunez walk to the winner's circle, he used to have his, his Angels jacket all red, all decked out. I haven't seen him lately. Hey, you must have that Otani fever. I mean, yeah. Otani's just putting those balls out of wow. the park left and right. So uh, maybe we'll see it back here in the future because uh, this is usually uh, Dodger country. Yes. Uh, you know, they like to wear it down here. Even though we're we're right down from Catella, we see more Dodger jackets here at Los Angeles. Yeah, we're, we're not too far from Angel Stadium. We're definitely closer to Angel Stadium than we are to Dodger Stadium. Uh, but, yeah, you're an Angels fan. Uh, Otani looked a little bit rusty in the spring, but I just seen this this third consecutive game with a home run. Yeah, I think in the in the spring training games, you know, it's probably a, a feeling out process. I think so, Coming yeah. over here, it could be a lot to adapt to. You know, you talk about horses, you know, that need a little bit of time the first time they come to Los Alamos. I mean, it could be the same process there, but you know, he he's been driving them out of the ballpark. He he had a he won his first start. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. And my Dodgers are off to a rough start. Uh, but early, we can we can use the excuse. It's early in the season. It's early in the season. Yeah. You, what do you have? 159 more games. <laughs> yeah. 158. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So Dodgers Angels. We'll see how they do. Uh, maybe we'll get a little friendly wager once with the Subway Series or the traffic, uh, uh, the LA Traffic Series, as we like to call it, gets underway. But yeah, that's a that's a quick look at uh, the Saturday program here, at Los Al, first baby race of the year. So it's fun. Definitely. Hopefully, we'll keep doing them. Uh, if you guys listening, like them, uh, share them, and hopefully, we keep doing a few more. But we wanted to make one to touch, just touch base on a few of the babies. And when we're talking about the babies, you know, we we talked about how these workouts are available online for people to see. What do you personally like to see in the workouts uh, from these babies? I like to see a horse that does the work fairly easy. Yeah. You know, is not asked very much. Is not you know urged the whole way through uh just that they can go down nice and easy you know show that improvement from the second work you know the, the or from the first work where that's kind of where they're getting them yeah. used to the track letting mm -hmm. them run down through you know get them used to the grandstand and everything until that second work where you know that's kind of show time and, and let's see what you're worth yeah it's, you know on that note uh, you know it's definitely uh, you just want to see how they're doing it not the time doesn't tell the whole story you really want to see how they're moving down the track if they're making any any mistakes or any corrections from the first work to the second work. Uh, you know, sometimes if you note a horse that has broken in the first two workouts and he draws the rail, maybe it's going to be a tough night for him because if he breaks from the inside post, then the night might be over at the start. So, you know, something you like to see, uh, I personally just want to see catch any tendencies. Uh, did they make any improvement in time and in the way they move? So uh, it's good to look at them just because you get a feel for them. Um, and obviously, you, you get to develop maybe a few angles that you like just by looking at the video. So I think it's subjective, but it's definitely good to see. And you can watch them online at loslomitos.com. Yeah, definitely uh, when you're watching those those works, you see everything. You can see a lot of the prices you're, you're going to have in your pick fours and stuff. You're going to find those in the 12.5, 12.6 yes. range. Uh -huh. you know, everybody's going to see the, the 12, 12 flat, 12.1. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bruggart's going to tell you those horses are going to be 4 yes. to 5. Mm -hmm. But to anybody that's just looking at the program, there, there's no past performances. You're just going by numbers. Well, you, got, you go in there and you do your homework, and, and you can get the value there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that's definitely 
going to be how you're going to find a, a few of the middle prices because we've seen these babies work tremendously in the mornings and then got off slow or broken or wasn't ready to start. And that's where you get the prices. Well, that's where you see some of these horses that maybe were in the middle, middle workout range, 1250, 1260, 1240, uh, can step up and improve in the afternoon. So take a look. It's, it's good to see the workouts and obviously they're available for the public. So this was fun. Thanks for, uh, Taking a few minutes. Yeah, anytime uh, I can talk low salad, it's, it's, I know. it's not a job at all. No, it's Happy fine. to do it. I know. We're, we're sitting here at, at currently in the press box. Uh, the track is dark. It's after Friday night, but we're happy. To, we always stick around after the races and just chat a bit either way. So why not record it and, uh, and maybe share a few thoughts with, uh, with the people out there. All right, Curtis, have a good night. Thank you very much. And we'll, we'll talk to you again tomorrow.